On this episode of the Packing Up Pod, we talk about whooping up on the Eagles. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Throws. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Complete Air and Ground Attack. Just our making Rogers Hall of Fame plaque. A bad frat hazing for Wentz. Sack, sack, sack. And I swear to God, Packers special teams get their f***ing sh- play the f*** together because they f***ing suck so f***ing bad and better not bring Meninga back on the Pack It Up Packers podcast. Ooh, a little heat in there. Coming out beep, beep, heated. <laughs> I'm with this, you, man. Oh. This, is, this is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I'm with you, man. It, that could have been a 40-point victory, and it's like, oh, everything we said don't do, we did. I mean, it. we kind of called it a 27-3, just a – just a bad touchdown give up and then i mean when i the last thing i wanted to hear was romo going oh jim it's not over yet jim it's not <laughs> i didn't want to hear that and it it happened and i was just like my lord so i mean how many times in a preview podcast have we said don't miss an extra point and uh, they come out and they miss an extra point and then they give up a punt return for a touchdown like it is inexcusable and we it is won. weird though. I I feel like this year there's been more missed extra points than ever before. And I granted I know that they kind of extended back recently, but Eagles missed one. And then I felt like I was watching three or four other games and it was happening. Yeah. I just I don't I don't know what's going on quite yet. But it was man. a bad kicking day. I, the early round of games I was watching Red Zone and there were so many missed kicks. I remember thinking like I hope it doesn't extend into our game, and it did. Hey, I do want to say, uh, if you're one of the auto-download subscribers of our pod, uh, A, thank you, and B, excuse me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, final score, 30-16. to 16. Uh, Is there anything more pretty than Rodgers to Adams? Like, it's just, it's, and I feel like I should take that back, because I think Rodgers to Jordy was always super pretty, because he's always in stride, these deep touchdowns. It's more Adams just going up for the ball and just destroying opponent's secondary. It's just amazing. It's amazing what they do. That That's what I take away from, especially this game. Um, he wasn't open. He wasn't open. Slay was on him on, you know, uh, the one touchdown pass for sure. Um, and mo- most of his uh, majority of his catches, Slay was right there. But Devontae Adams just beat him out every time. It was so much fun to watch. But you're right. It, it's a different Aaron Rodgers. He's he's putting it where Adams can only get it, right? And then Adams just winning the battle. It's not like he's open with Jordy running down the middle of the field. Uh, Tunyon, you know, nobody's covering him. Adams is doing work out there. You know, the, the play that was mm, chef's kiss was the throw out of the back of the end zone. 
His feet oh. are pointing to the side oh. of the field. It just a flick of the wrist, and I think Romo yeah. at one point said, "Look at the flick of the wrist." And I'm like, "Ooh, if the producer is good, they're gonna get that rap song for the outro to commercial uh. right now." <laughs> <laughs> but it, he drops a dime in around three defenders, and how good is Devonte Adams? He's able to contort his body in a way to avoid the hit on top of making a ridiculous catch with all the focus in the world, hands in front of his face. That one, while the throw was amazing by Rodgers, it easily could have been and should have been tipped. And Mm -hmm. Adams finds a way to come down with it and avoid getting clobbered. It was beautiful. I want to see those scientific stats they do on ESPN. What is the percentage of that actually being? It has to be under 10%. I mean, I should have looked that up. I I bet that's out already. The percentage of... uh, times that ball gets caught it's definitely under 10 percent what's also the percentage of mercedes lewis going for a 36 yard <laughs> reception <laughs> which was like all after catch too it wasn't like it was down the middle he was running for a while but to wrap up kind of the offensive side aaron jones uh, every time there's a single time i text a little bit of doubt of are we sure we want to pay in the big bucks he does what he does like it's unreal 130 yards on only 15 carries Lazard was about as normal as we've seen him this year back with three catches 50 yards Tanyan it, it I just I can't believe we have a tight end that is this active in the offense not yeah, only we from called blocking perspective yeah it's it's we awesome to see he almost had it he did <laughs> they were trying they were trying but you know what I took away from this game for our, our offense um because the Eagles' defense is good. You know, there are, there are a lot of people texting me. They're like, why are the Packers struggling early on in the game? I'm like, listen, if we put up 24 points, we should win. I mean, like, we don't have to score 40 points in this game to beat the Eagles. Um, so, I, you know, I was not worried at all from our first quarter or first half uh, performance. Um, and the Packers had have made fewer mistakes on offense in the past two games than any other game coached by Lafleur, And Lafleur pointed this out on ESPN. He says, I'm happy to see this um, because this is how we win in the postseason. You know, less mistakes by our offense because the defense is going to make mistakes. We know this going into the postseason. Once we play great offenses, we need our offense not to make mistakes because every time we have the ball is precious. Um, and you, you saw it. We went three and out two times in a row. And what happened? The Eagles got back into the game when they only had three points going into the fourth. Um, so our in order for us to win in the postseason is all in our offense and the littlest amount of mistakes possible. The beautiful statistic to back that up is that the offense is scoring on almost 48 percent of drives. And it's it's so true when the three and outs happen, like we all get the vibe of like, whoa, that was weird. It's so rare that it happens this season. They're hyper efficient and scoring 48 percent of the time is just insane. And you're right. They've got this beautiful balance where if everyone's healthy, there's so many weapons. And I don't know how you defend this offense. But if they have a game with two turnovers, the defense has shown you're going to lose that game. Like it's sort of just the formula. It's like you got to play turnover free football with the way this Packer roster is built. And I do want to call out on the tight end front. So Sternberger goes down, and we had a little chat conversation about this. Um, he's got a history of concussions, right? So it's unfortunate to see and hope it's not a, a bad one. He's able to come back uh, fairly quickly from it. Um, but the the way that Mercedes Lewis and Tanya filled in, the, the blocking in particular, like, yeah, they had a great 
passing game, receiving the ball. But uh, out of the 12 personnel, one running back and two tight ends, uh, Ben Fennell just tweeted this out. They were seven runs for something like 98 yards and a touchdown. And that's just insane. It, those tight ends were doing work in the run blocking mm-hmm. game. The, the other player <clears throat> who didn't show up on the stat board, MBS. I This is what we need from MBS every game. He had great blocking. He, he blocked for Alan Lazard on one little screen pass. And then he, he had a key block uh, in getting Aaron Jones into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he ran his ass off to get in front of him. So MBS. And he had a chance for the deep pass, the one deep pass. That's what you need to do every game, and that's what we should be expecting out of him every game. Not to be on the stat board, but every now and then he'll have those 90 yards and a touchdown, right? Um, And hopefully Alan Lazard can stay healthy because every time on third down, it seems like Rodgers is looking his way. He got two two more first down passes um, on third third and long um, from Rodgers, and I I just love how he always catches the ball. I mean, it's it he's he's becoming a Devontae Adams, just not as crazy athletic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me drink. Let me drink. Yeah, take that back. Bleep that out. (laughs) What was with Lucas Patrick getting the start at left guard? What do you think was the theory there? I don't know. It was exposed early, but then the rest of the game we didn't notice it, which is a good thing. I thought it was weird because I think it was Romo that brought up that 11 out of the 12 games, the Eagles have had a different offensive line setup. But what about setup. the Packers? And I, all I can think about was I don't know if we've had back-to-back games this whole entire year. And so it just shows, as something we've mentioned before, the strength of this team as a whole is unreal that we can be this uh, fluctuating on who's in and who's mm-hmm. out and still kind of hold together. And he did not – Patrick did not look good early uh but then again this is the first time probably ever in Lafleur's career which i know it's it's, it's like <laughs> two years less than two, yeah but that we've we've gone just complete whiff on first drives in the first and second half of the same game but it's mm-hmm. it seemed like a weird thing where they're like yeah sure let's just try it out and yeah i was a weird it was a weird my, starting my theory and hear me out on this one is lucas patrick is essentially your best guard left on the team in the absence of of Lane Taylor and Jenkins playing center and they figured the the three guys Lucas Patrick, Billy Turner and Rick Wagner are a better combo than mm-hmm. Lucas Patrick, Billy Turner and John Runyon Jr. That makes sense. And I could see that argument being made so in order to get the three of them on the field, Billy Turner goes back to right guard, you kick Lucas over to the left side, then you slide in Rick Wagner at right tackle. I think that's what they must have been thinking, and it just took them a drive or two to settle in. You know, absent of Aaron Jones' 77-yard run, the running game wasn't fantastic. I mean, we we were struggling, but like we said, that coverage from the Eagles was going to be in-our-face man coverage, and they were. They were pressing. Uh, I thought we had more success than I expected, and that run defense, defensive line in particular, has a lot of guys. So I thought, like it happened, the run game was going to be tough. That Aaron Jones 77-yarder was catching a safety blitz off the wrong side and then just beautifully blocked. It, uh, perfect play call against the wrong play call from the defense. It was perfect. I, I still think Runyon, Runyon would have played better. He's bigger. He would have he would have held mm-hmm. up better against that defensive line. Mm-hmm. I get it. Maybe they were scared of getting his confidence down against this defensive line. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know about that. I read an article from The Athletic, and it was – John Runyon Sr., I guess, if he goes by that, saying like he calls his son after the games and he'll, he'll get a chance to watch film. And 
uh, his first game he got in, he was saying you had so many missteps and and misdirection, mm. you know, reading the wrong read. He's like, if that were Aaron Donald, you would have been chewed up. Mm. But it, but okay. he but they but he was able to cover it up, right? I mean, a rookie in his first game, it's still a good performance. Um, mm. So it, it's obvious he's got a long ways to go. He's a sixth round pick and a rookie. Uh, so I I would put Lucas Patrick over John Runyon Jr. at guard if that's the equation we're trying to do, which explains the offensive line format. I just want to throw out some stats in this offense, which Ooh. are unbelievable. Obviously, Rodgers getting his 400th touchdown passes, the fastest <laughs> in the NFL history by 12 games. So a borderline entire season earlier than anybody else before. Him. How, how, how fast do you think Mahomes is going to be to buy? I don't want to talk about Mahomes. Yeah. Shut up. It's on this. Twelve games. That's a, that's who it's going to be for uh, for the MVP of the season. It's Mahomes and, and Rodgers. Like it's it, this yep. is a two man race from now on. Looking at Devonte Adams, he is first tied for first in touchdowns, third in receptions, and fifth in yards for basically playing nine games this year. Wow. That is also unreal. And for a guy that twice including the second time last year, hit 997 yards, which is just like, man, get to 1,000. For him to be over 1,000, and we still have a Lions team, which we should be able to throw against, a Chicago Bears team that we show we can throw against. Like, Adams is is quietly becoming this underrated. Like, people know he's great, but if he continues this kind of career trajectory, like, this is an all-time Packer. Like, somebody that we will yeah. be talking about forever. It's unbelievable. There, there's a great article on The Athletics saying, what if Adams played every game of the season? Oh, <laughs> and it, it actually ran through each season because he hasn't. I mean, when is the last time he played a full season? I don't even know. Um, and they ran through, and they it his numbers were through the roof. I mean, it, it's incredible to watch. How he's grown too, from a rookie to now, he's cons- every year he's getting better. It's not he, it's he's not becoming stagnant at all. Um, he's always challenged himself, and the connection between him and Rodgers is unlike anything we've seen in Green Bay. I, I'm putting it on the on the recording. There, we've never seen this in Green Bay before. And yeah, it, and what, I want to say in that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the interesting piece is that you've seen him develop that talent that I mentioned earlier to avoid contact when he doesn't need to. You know, outside of stiff arming Darius Slay because he knew he wanted to be the 400th touchdown, he's got this unique way of getting down in time across the middle of the field, avoiding the big hit on the deep ball. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, I think Devontae is probably the only guy and the only guy we'd be okay with uh, avoiding the hit, the big hits to save his body throughout the season. It's worth it. I'd, I'd rather him mm-hmm. give up the yard and be available yep. next week. Yep. So two other stats I wanted to throw out. I believe Rodgers in that first half made every throw. He was 12 for 13. The only miss he had was Adams in the end zone, which he immediately came back on fourth down to get him. Um, which is just insane, which brought it another stat that they throw later in the game about our red zone offense. Boys, we are Boys. locked and loaded in the red zone. We are sh- currently at 76% of the time we enter the red zone. We we exit with a touchdown. The That's league wild. average is 60%. So we are over 15% better. It, it's just unbelievable. We've made 45 trips. We've scored 34 touchdowns. It's it's one of those things that uh, and I think about if we would have a, a scripted play that we knew for sure we were going to score from the one yard line, we probably would have had about two or three more. So I just love this offense. I hope they continue it's a, going. It's insane, it's awesome. too, because you see it 
And I mean, I mean, what? 70% of the time it's an Adams out. So whoever is covering Adams man to man, how are they not covering the out? It, Cause it, you got to defend the slant. <laughs> But we—it's proven that we don't do it. I, I mean, maybe maybe we would if they covered the outside. I don't know. But uh, Packers have been running slant since we were in diapers. You got to defend the slant. Devontae is just going to beat you, whichever way you. That's true. You That's angle, true. he's going to go the other. So let's turn to our defense, which again, I I struggled to watch this fourth quarter, uh, like everything else. But man, we were rolling through the first three quarters. We had. Seven sacks, eight tackles for losses, four pass deflections, and 12 QB hits. Uh, Kiki, Gary, Smith, all with more than one sack. It was just uh, – it's similar to some of these other games. I, even though it felt close, it felt like we weren't getting enough separation, especially going out of that first quarter – I just didn't fear it at all because I didn't think this Eagles offense was going to get going. And if you take away a bad fourth and 18 touchdown and then a stupid freaking punt return, which, mm-hmm. by the way, there's only been four touchdown punt returns in the entire NFL this year. And we have two of them. So, oh, my let's gosh. Start didn't know that one. Yeah. Also, little little extra side note. I was looking at our coaching staff. We have a gentleman, Raina Stewart, who was brought in at the end of last year. So this is his first year. His only goal is special teams quality control coach. So bye bye. We I don't doing? know what. I mean, every team's got special teams quality control. Meninga's the issue here. I could get. They I could weren't do good better. last year. Either. Hire me. J.K. Scott, turn the returner back into the field. Don't give him the sideline. Amen. Rookie amateur move. But hey, uh, I just got a text message. Uh, Rashawn Gary just got another half a sack. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was that kind of game on defense. It was just like a sack fest, and you're just hoping the guy you're pulling for was on the pile early enough to get credit for another half a sack. We texted, I think at one point, Rashawn Gary like tripped tripped him up, tripped up the quarterback at the line of scrimmage, like grabbed him by the shoelaces, and he he got a half a yard on it. And I'm like, come on, give him another half a sack. <laughs> <laughs> even even Zadarius Smith's sack, he cut in front of Dean Lowry. He literally cut him off like, nope, this is mine. Lowry had him. I mean, it was, it, it was that way all night. You know it was a great game when Lowry had a sack and two quarterback hits. There you go. That's when you are feasting. So Kiki now has four sacks on the year, and we were just talking in the preview that no one had more than two and a half other than Zadarius, and Kiki was ironically the the only non-outside linebacker that had more than one. And then he gets two more, and now he's at four, and the high for, uh, like Mike Daniels was tweeting this, that B.J. Raji and Mike Daniels were the high for nose tackles for the Packers at six and a half. And Mike Daniels was like, I expect you to go get seven. And Kiki, I think, had already responded to it. But so now he's got a little challenge. He's got uh, four games left, four games left, and he's got to go get three more sacks. And he does them in bunches. So pick your team. He's going to do it and, all. And Kiki was playing on another level in this game. Um, I mean, even running downfield, he was chasing after Jalen Hurts, and he was running just as fast as him down the field. A big old defensive tackle, DM, whatever you want to call him, running just as fast as Jalen Hurts. I was very impressed by his play. I mean, yes, he had help from everyone else on the defensive line, but he did his job. Um, but overall, this defense, I 
I'm just pleased with their performance. I think they did what they were supposed to do. This Philadelphia Eagles offense, especially when Carson Wentz was in there, looked scared. They had no identity. If the first person wasn't open, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz looked like he was going to die. What did we say? Um, first read and then legs. duck and run. He didn't even use his legs. I mean, he's just as fast as Car- uh, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. I don't know exactly, but he, he <laughs> has wheel, he has wheels on him, and he, he wouldn't even do that. He just sat in the pocket like a sitting duck. Um, yeah, but, any other quarterback, professional quarterback, you feel the pressure and you, you work the pocket, you maneuver while you keep your eyes downfield. He, as soon as he sees his first read be covered, it's like he just starts counting the D linemen. He just gets paralyzed. He's like, oh, shit, they're coming from everywhere. <laughs> just <Yep>. duck. <laughs> it's yep. painful to watch. I mean, that's a good quarterback that's been broken by having a bad offense around him. Really sad to watch, too. It really is because he's not he's not that bad of a player in my mind. He, he just needs some help. Um but then I, I give them credit. They dominated the day. We went into the fourth quarter. They only had three points. Like, when has that happened in Packers history? I don't even remember the last time we went into the fourth quarter and the other team only had three points. So that being said, the fourth quarter debacle that almost happened because of special teams, not because of defense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with how our team played. You know, it was a bad, beat-up Philadelphia Eagles offense, um, and our defense showed up. They, they were consistent the whole entire game. Um, it was a good called game, I think, by Pettin. Um, maybe they missed some things. There were a couple times wide receivers were open that were missed. Um, Jair Alexander gave up his first touchdown on the year, which I was a little sad to see. Um, he, was covering his- a, he was covering a running back at one point. I mean, I'm still not convinced the call of the defense was good. That's also definitely not his first up because Thielen burned him. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about Thielen. Yeah, it it was interesting. It was interesting. I want to say I read it somewhere on Twitter. Sorry for those that I I don't know who it was from. But it was something about Zadarius, Gary, and Preston had a meeting with Pettin pregame and said, look, keep it simple so we can just add on the pressure all night long. Whether that's true or not, that the big boys were just like, look – can you just let us feast? Like, let's stop screwing around with this coverage mm-hmm. and let's mm-hmm. just go. And it it's amazing what happens when you let very talented big boys just go, just go. Well, I, would, you, I wouldn't get okay. too excited. I don't think that's necessarily repeatable. I think that's a, a Philly special, pardon the pun. I, I think that was specific to this week's opponent. Mm-hmm. And, but – I don't want it to be specific to this week's opponent. Well, you saw, I don't want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. But you saw Kevin King. Kevin King played pretty decent man-to-man. They played a lot of man-to-man in this game. Um, he got beat deep, but he was there. You know, he made the tackle. He didn't. He prevented the big play from happening. Um, I want to see them play man-to-man. I want to see them bring the defensive line, uh, have Gary, have both Smiths on the field, have them on the field all together. Um, in passing situations and just cause havoc in the backfield. You can see it works. Um, Gary is there every single time. I mean, if he gets single uh, blocking coverage, I mean, he's he's getting to the quarterback every time now. Yeah, I agree. Additional I, shout out to Sa- yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're complaining about. Like the three of them have been getting on the field for the last month. It, the the success is there. Even savages. It's taken a whole year to figure it out. Why weren't they doing it week one? But it's not like it's That's new against the That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're with you on that front. 
Uh, even Savage's interception, which hell of a catch, man, uh, was a Preston tip, I believe. Mm-hmm. Preston. Yeah, so it was, it was all pressure caused, and I, I'm just of the mindset that I don't think what we saw is is it repeatable? Yes. Do we want to see it again? Of course. Is it going to happen like that? No. The Eagles are specifically bad at defending versus the Bears. The It'll happen again versus the Bears. All right. Yes, yeah, yeah, and if Swift isn't if Swift isn't quite healthy for the Lions, I don't necessarily get scared of the Lions either with the injury troubles that they've had. But okay, so because we're facing three teams that are terrible at protecting their quarterback, we might look correct. good for a couple games. <laughs> Let's see us yeah. against a decent team. I'm I'm not saying we're amazing until we play a normal, you know, uh, pass blocking team. The Titans game will tell all on how. Uh, yes, it will. Uh, Especially if we have to pod. play the Vikings round one. We hey, who who would have thought that we have the same record as the Cleveland Browns, and that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Way to go, Browns. Way to go. Uh, our our rush defense uh, still isn't quite there. They put up 117, and I want to say it was like that 45-yard sprint that got held back for a, a holding, or else it would have been even worse. Uh, shout out to, to Savage, though, making that late-game interception. He... His confidence level continues to go, which is so happy to see. Uh, I, it is, it's the same, it's the same kind of feeling that we've had in a couple of these games where you, if you stop the kind of looking at the game with seven minutes to go, you go, yep, this defense is is where they need to be under twenty points easily. Like it's just these bad shoot yourself in the foot situations that. Now get it out of your system because if it's a close game and I just I worry I worry about us being you know single digit lead in the fourth quarter now against a good team. This this is a postseason where our defensive players have a chance to make a name for themselves. They have a chance to make that interception when they haven't all year long and become that big play. They're there. Our our, our secondary is there on a majority of the plays. Mm. They just have to catch it. You've seen mm. it time and time again in majority of weeks. Yeah, uh, a lot of times now, they're five yards defense, off. Though. Yes, we're going to give up running yards. We don't have the players. We don't have the meat up front to 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 help uh, stuff the offensive linemen for, to free up our linebackers. We don't have the people to clog. Even Kenny Clark cannot clog a running hole. He can't do it. He gets pushed back every time in double team. Yeah, I'm already on record that as efficient and as great as this offense is a playoff team is going to come around and just run the ball and be as equally efficient because they're also a good team and our defense won't be able to hold up. Speaking of playmakers on defense that we'd like to see show up, uh, we've been all praise and all credit to 23 Jair Alexander. If you want to be a top three corner in the league, it's time to start making those turnover style plays he had some a chance of those, too. some of those big plays he had a chance two weeks ago too to to end the game and he got his hand in there for a deflection but it looked like he could have possibly picked it off and it would have been a pick six i'm looking at him i wore his jersey during the game just to try to spark some good vibes i'm looking at him to take that next step and start creating turnover it's not like quarterbacks are avoiding his half of the field like he's not that level of good he's got to create the turnovers first and and maybe that's the spark in this back quarter of the season that we could see going into the playoffs that makes us think a little bit different about if the defense could hold up in a big moment and he needs to get better at baiting the quarterback at times um and instead of just fully locking down a wide receiver bait the quarterback throwing your way you're that good you have the breaking speed to do it 
Um, there's other corners that do it religiously. Um, so, you know, he needs, yeah, he needs to experiment with that a little bit. Yeah, that's that's the next step to getting those picks. Yeah, start playing with these quarterbacks that are below average. So that will do it for this episode. We turn our attention to the Lions next. And an interesting note, if the Packers can beat the Lions and Tampa Bay beats Minnesota, we clinch the North and at Woo! least a third seed for the playoffs with and, still three games to go. Yeah, oh. and the Saints got to play oh. the Chiefs. So there's probably a loss coming for the Saints soon. And we got the tiebreaker over them. Oh, boy. Because the be NFC fun, is boys. because the NFC is so balanced, <laughs> that that bye week's starting to get a little more enticing to me. Because the NFC is so balanced, playing the sixth or the seventh seed doesn't look all that interesting. Like that, that's still going to be a good team sitting in that slot. Yeah, and if it were to end right now, it would be Minnesota coming to Lambeau, which I would feel confident about. But I also don't want to see Cook. Uh, and then you look at the NFC, there's just some, some offenses that I just – I worry. I worry about. And yeah. so, yeah, you're exactly right. Normally, a second seed would be just fine, but only the top spot gets a bye. So. Yep. And we got a call out before signing off. Uh, three injuries, uh, Tyler Irvin, Raven Green, and Billy Wynn, and they all don't sound good. So we'll probably know more tomorrow on that, but those guys – could be gone for an extended period of time right as we're trying to round into form. And two of the three are pretty crucial role players. Would you say yeah, Billy Wynn? Billy Wynn, that's a big one. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Would you say Green more than Irvin? Especially with uh, Austin, assuming he can do anything similar? Yeah, that's interesting because of the Austin signing. I don't trust him to just be inserted and two weeks later be the same, but maybe he is. I guess I would hope he is. And I think he's better. For I, now, ooh, I would say – for now, I would say Raven dynamic. Green is the biggest loss out of those yep. three. And he had such a good game. Yeah, it, why does it always happen when these guys are on fire? It's just like Lazard, unbelievable start of the season. Just I, it man, it sucks. It yeah. sucks. But we'll see. Knock on wood, we continue to stay strong enough to get these big W's. But until next time, thanks everybody. Go back up. <laughs>